and welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Hey, Matt. Sumi, 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 sumi. And we are not alone. <laughs> Uh, we are joined by TFT por- uh, punk correspondent Rachel D. Uh, Rachel, um, uh, if you will care for me, care for me, care for me, then I will care for you. It's so unfair. The sins of the fathers. They just fucked it all up. Oh, guys, we are. If you could tell by those repeated phrases, those bird sounds uh, and that decrying of the patriarchy, we are talking. uh, uh, Those are all of the Bjork jams on Bjork's new album, Utopia. Um, Her ninth album, if you listen to um, your friends at Wikipedia, uh, her 10th, if you listen to the geniuses at Genius. Uh, But it is hard to count because Bjork has been doing her damn thing for a long time um, by by. stretching all the way back to solo albums in the 70s uh, through to her work with the Sugar Cubes in the 80s and then her run as a as a solo artist uh, from the 90s until present. Um, And this uh, album is uh comes after um 2015's um Volnikura and is a is in many ways a companion piece uh to that or kind of builds on that in a lot of ways um and if Volnikura was um Bjork's uh was a was a breakup and healing album um that Early in early press releases, um, Utopia was described. Uh, she described as her Tinder album, um, and I think the the and, and I you know I I knew not to take that at face value. Um, and then no no Ryan, uh, this is exactly what it's like. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's. I think my reaction to that is once I then saw the cover art, I, I imagined Bjork's cover art for Utopia, uh, which is her in um, heavily kind of facial prosthetic makeup um, and uh, uh, holding a flute. Uh, I imagined that as a online dating profile picture. Oh, it's. Been, I mean, it's. Who would not swipe right on this but it's i mean it's beyond just that she's wearing like a half mask it's sort of right. like a half mask but it's mostly a it's mostly a vulva uh yep. on her yep. forehead with yeah, it's like a vulva prosthetic yeah. yeah uh and not only i mean okay so not <laughs> I mean, we just gotta we gotta do the album right like, we gotta do the album cover like uh not only are there these sort of labial folds coming i mean several <laughs> several layers right like coming off right. not only are if there, there were only labial folds diana right, diana, right? <laughs> if there were only uh a, a big central pearl and a uh and a whole bunch of other pearls uh otherwhere you know Suggesting and kind of echoing the 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 clitoral motif, the whole uh, the whole vulva the whole vulva motif, Dianu, um, right? If she were only wearing some sort of shaggy '70s full bush wig, uh, Dianu, um, but she has holes, flute holes, uh, that appear to be cut in her neck, and there is a featherless just born baby bird of some kind nestling into the gelatinous collar uh of her i think i overlooked that <laughs> of her uh outfit right that that is like 
just just born this kind of embryonic looking bird uh that is nestled up against the flute holes cut into her neck and in front of her oh yeah <laughs> you know in front of her she holds the 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 flute not a not a regular flute like an old timey looking uh old timey looking flute that she wields uh as as a sort of weapon in front of and her and what's what's amazing is that this is actually a a a very brief and um and parsimonious synopsis of everything that this album is. Yeah. <laughs> um, as an aside, and this hadn't occurred to me before, but as you were describing this, and as I was looking at this, is that um, is that the, the look of of her makeup is kind of like a Yannick Wharf from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> um, I, although it's very interesting, right? Because her the um, the the uh, the labia um, uh, protrudes outward, right? Whereas wharfs are inward uh, are inward ridges right mm-hmm. um but it's it's kind of once you see it it's hard to unsee it <laughs> um because even the hair is very similar um uh, because it, she's actually kind of given herself to in order to um a encapsulate the makeup she has to, had to give herself a little bit of kind of a ring of of hair um i mean rachel what do you make of the uh the album cover <laughs> yeah i do think you're right that's a good synopsis of sort of like what you're about to what you're about to experience with the kind of like i don't know like the presence of the flute and then like her being a flute herself Uh, i do think it's interesting like almost like why do you why does a flute need to play a flute i don't know but it's (laughs) i think it's i think it's kind of interesting right i think it's an interesting (laughs) there's something you know, uh, you know, there's kind of this like, I guess, like, the, the like through the expression, uh, the musical expression, there's like some sort of like kind of melding of the identity in the in the uh, in like the musical expression as well. Um, and, and so I do think there, there's something interesting there. There's also like a lot of gel or something like, well, I don't know, yeah. I like which I like to me. It's interesting because this kind of reminds me of Matthew Barney exactly. work. Yep. Yep. All this like gross goo, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of think that's interesting. I, I, I don't I know. It's, 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 it's can't be coincidental. Right? Yeah. I like, I kind of, and like, she's sort of like rising from the goo, right? Yeah, like her yeah. head, her like flute head is, is, uh, not, not sort of dirtied up by this goo case that like the rest <laughs> of her body is weighed yeah, down in. Yeah. But like the low, like from the bottom of the base of her neck down, there's like a there's like a goo cape is how I describe it like a goo sternum cape yeah uh, or glue it's like goo clavicles with like goo cape yeah um yeah, yeah. and then and it looks very like rigid but like she herself and her head and neck are, are not encased in the goo what's that goo cape Marcella? <laughs> like, um, i mean i think the other thing that it looks like to me is um just as she is a flute playing a flute i feel like she is also kind of emerging like a baby bird mm-hmm. um and she so she's a baby bird caring for a baby bird yeah right because like she and, or it also um reminds me of any number of animals kind of emerging right and yes. like she's also emerging as if from a cocoon or from an egg or from an embryonic yeah sac, as right? a goo goo to me is very embryonic sac um which is interesting because i wonder if like 
You know, I think like the Matthew Barney goo is like a totally different kind of goo. Oh yeah, that's nut goo. It's nut right. Like I, said, I think like Matthew Barney goo to me, I associate being more like a nut goo. Yeah, I, I mean, rather again, than like aside, embryonic sac goo. Right. Bjork's ex partner Matthew Barney, the sculptor and filmmaker, made seven films about the dissension of his testicles. Yes. And like, <laughs> wait, and I thought wait, I thought it was just five. Oh yeah. Well, it felt like seven. <laughs> You're right. You're right. There are five cremasters. Um, I added two. No, no. Uh, I I was adding my two cremaster fan fictions that I <laughs> that I made, <laughs> which he acknowledged and recognized. Yeah, yeah. My which... my cremaster fan fiction is canon. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is. I mean, going to going to this as her as her like online dating profile picture. I feel like this is kind of calculated to be cute. Right, uh, <laughs> because um, clearly, that's interesting. <laughs> right, well, off frame. There's a puppy. Right, you don't see the puppy off frame. No, it's a. There's a. There's a website. I'm not sure it's still there. It was a Tumblr or something or a website called Cute Overload, and uh, they had um, they had uh, pictures, cute pictures. One of which I've I've uh, included in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and one of the laws of cuteness that they derived is that a thing with a tiny version of that thing is automatically cute so we have this we have this twice we have uh bjork the maxi flute with (laughs) (laughs) with the mini flute right Mm -hmm. uh and then we also have bjork the uh mother bird uh being birthed out of the goose sack with Mm -hmm. the uh with the mini bird being birthed out of her neck uh, at the same time, so well, and and we have like a mini vulva, like right. Sure, I mean even and I, I think the I don't the know that's a... vulva is implied. I guess <laughs> I got like that. That's a that's a pretty large vulva on her forehead. I you know I don't I mean, know. That's like <laughs> seven or eight inches. <laughs> you know? I guess it's like a full size vulva. <laughs> yeah, but you don't, you don't know that she's not in a larger vulva suit. You don't know that. And, you know, it's interesting because the person we've actually seen a full size uh, vulva costume. Right we, when we saw Peaches live. Yeah. Uh, Peaches just performs in a full in a full vulva, she, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But hers she is like body size. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, but we don't know what is below the shoulder. You know what? This is no. probably this is probably an animated GIF where it zooms out and you realize <laughs> that Bjork's face is actually the pearl in the vulva on her forehead and then it zooms out more and you you know you see that again and it's just this sort of infinite this infinite it's it's vulvas all the way down um title title. just kidding uh i was was like literally just like touching my forehead with my hand and then putting my hand (laughs) and my crotch just to see like is it roughly like the same size (laughs) could the vulva could my vulva fit on my forehead <laughs> and I think I, I feel like you know my what, the, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> but I think and that but I think that that's interesting because it, like that that kind of like awareness of body and recontextualization contextualization of body and self is at the heart of what the album is about yes. right and kind of uh, and and so becoming aware 
of sexuality and its relation to the self in various ways is absolutely here throughout this album. I mean, again, like we we often like to talk about the album, but often you know about the album art um, because it's suggestive or in some ways kind of orthogonal to the album. But this is a this is the this is the abstract, right? The, the album art is the abstract for the album, yeah, right? Um, and it tells you what you're going to to get, um, and it's it's. In all of its in all of its um, odd, uh, confounding, and ab- but absolutely kind of gleeful glory. It's and it's it's really it, it is it is um, it is both playful and and well thought out and well executed. Um, and that's what this album is. Um, so it, it is Bjork's longest studio album. Yep. Um, it uh, it clocks in in the in the seventies. This is not a running album, uh, in case yeah. in case everything that we've said so far um, has not made that clear. Um, this is a good. Um, we've been putting it on in the morning. It's a pretty good morning album, um, in part because, and, and we'll we'll probably talk about this more when we get into the music. Um, but that the all of the bird sounds, and, you know, the actual field recordings of birds and the the bird. The birdie, the birdie flutes, and the fluty synths, and the synthy flute birds, um, and and all of those, um, all evoke kind of morning or springtime, a, a kind of sense of um, of waking up, um, and 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 I think because the album, while it has kind of some rhythm, has it kind of uh, the rhythms kind of wake up kind of tentatively um, in a way that is, is kind of makes it a, a interesting kind of um, morning album and a kind of gradually awakening uh, uh, um, morning album. So I think that's a good use case. I don't know, Matt, did you have a use case for, for this record? Well, I was dry. I, I did, you know, it came out the day after Thanksgiving in, in the States and I uh, was driving up to my dad's, uh, who lives up the coast from me. And so I was driving along the California coast when I put this record on and it is abs- It is the opposite of like the beach boys, you know, it is, like, <laughs> it is the opposite of sort of driving yes, music. The, the fjord, the fjord ladies, right? Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. Um, that was like, her. That was her first band. She was in that band right before she became a solo artist, wasn't she? The Fjord Ladies. Fjord Ladies. Um, so I, yeah, I, I turned it on. It was also like I imagine having another person there as you listen to it is a, a welcome release. I mean, I can talk about this more later, but like it got very intense it's very emotional right the record mm-hmm. is sort of not uh and it's not like i don't know it's not like screaming and crying it's not like but there's just a kind of intensity and mm-hmm. a, a very like a very strong emotional quality to it and as i was driving like i had to turn it off a couple times just because like i literally couldn't even you know and that like i, I thought you were gonna say that you had to pull over right and just let the bjork wash over you no i could like i was on the highway i couldn't like uh couldn't couldn't get out like that the, i felt like i was trapped in the aviary you know but um yeah it's uh 
but it, you know, I, yeah. So it was, uh, I, w- I was alone and kind of enclosed in this thing. What I would like to do is go like, take some, take some headphones or something out into nature. You know, I'd like to sort of walk through a, a rainforest or something, listening to this, to this album and sort of feel that lushness and feel that sort of sense of life, life, uh, kind of springing up all around me, you know? It is interesting. I mean, we'll, we can get more into this, but it is interesting you mentioned the rainforest because I think it is it, it's an album and the bird sounds kind of um, transcend two climates, right? So that some of the field recordings um, and and the actual kind of a lot of the ideas and feeling were inspired by Bjork kind of walking around on the you know in the hills and cliffs of um, of Iceland, but then also some of the recordings are also from um, her collaborator Arca, who also collaborated collaborated on Volnik. Um, who is from Venezuela, right? And so that it is this bridging of um, of the kind of um, extreme kind of um, you know cold and north and the and and the and the tropical um, and there's a kind of um, it's a it's a girl talk but with birds right <laughs> a bird talk right uh, of, of a mashup of the greatest bird jams of of, of the 70s 80s 90s and today <laughs> um, no and and so I, and I mean I would love to actually play this album for like an ornithologist. Because I, I bet they would be like, wait, those two sounds don't go together, right? And like be, those birds would never interact. Like, yeah, I just want like a real time video of an ornithologist listening to Bjork's Utopia, um, because I think that it would be tremendously revealing. Um, They're natural. I mean, naturalists say that like with with the advent of industrialization in and kind of the the encroachment on natural habitats of of things like machines that make noises that there is kind of a sonic palette to the rainforest, any natural environment that's disrupted. And that like what happens is that every animal kind of stakes out its own little section of the frequency spectrum. So that mm. like there are like low growly animals and there are high chirpy animals and that like within that there are a lot of subtle gradations that may not be apparent to the to the untrained ear or to the to human hearing in general. And that like when you add in machines or something like that, you disrupt that frequency spectrum so this is like the kind of the wall of sound aspect of this record with like Mm. you know the bird sounds and then like the synth pads and then like the the woodwind choir and then the like the choral singing and then the like the the arca beats uh which are which are used not in like a straightforward kind of rhythmic dance way but are this kind of other element uh seeming to be the drummer is dancing to its own drummer you know um (laughs) Like it becomes yeah. this this natural habitat where kind of each each part, uh, uh, especially in the more layered songs like the first uh, like the first track, right? Like each part sort of stakes out its um, uh, you know its its own little little frequency spectrum, and and uh, and together they become not just a uh, you know not just a singular song, but kind of a habitat. Yeah, that's, I think, right. I think that's exactly right. And it's funny because as I was listening to this, I kept thinking of Rainforest Cafe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the world's artiest Rainforest Cafe. Um, but it, it, it is amazing that even but you know, because that kind of habitat building through kind of sound recording and sound engineering is is kind of the domain of that type of kind of 
commercial theme restaurant, yet this, this like absolutely still transcends that, right? Um, and and it kind of uses some elements of that, but pushes well beyond that because it's it's it it is as much kind of composition as it is sound design, right? So it's a composed habitat, um, and so there is a organicness there, but that especially in all of the um, the woodwind arrangements, there is a sense of you know it feels very very composed and very um, very deliberate and and the uh, in the way that the pieces uh, interact. So this is all by way of saying, if you have not yet listened to Bjork's Utopia, hit pause, give yourself and come back here in 70 minutes or so. Um, maybe 140 minutes if you need two spins to let it all sink in, or you need the additional time to, um, you know, to, to put a pause and give yourself a minute and then jump back in. I mean, pace yourself if you are not, you know, that, 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 uh, that Bjork, Bjork is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and so, uh, you know, take breathers, hydrate, um, you know, fuel and, uh, and, and then once get you your, get your, get your gel, get your packet of gel, right? That you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, certainly Bjork has her packet of gel just encasing her neck. <laughs> right. It's like the world's worst like uh, energy goo. Yeah, yeah. it's like I, I'm running this marathon just surrounded in like in shimmering Vaseline that also is a my nourishment. Uh, I'm baby birding myself. <laughs> um, so nourish yourself with your goo um, uh, get your flute uh, and uh, uh, listen to Utopia. Um, enjoy Join us back back here after this word from our commercial sponsors. Do you feel like online dating is really contributing to the decline and fall of Western civilization? Uh, yes. I mean, do you feel like Tinder is really causing people in your life to, like, devalue each other and and, uh, treat people like objects? Yeah, completely. What am I? I'm not just a swipe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why not try courtship? Ooh. Ooh. Tell me more. That's that sounds classy. That's oh, it 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 is because you can only do it in a royal court. You signal your interest in uh in a potential life partner through an elaborate series of socially coded behaviors. And then, without really ever talking about what you're doing, you negotiate and get to know each other and see if it's a right match for you by spending actual time together, not talking about the thing that you're talking about so wait but like do i have to know royalty in order to do this well obviously you do if you don't know royalty we don't want you reproducing but but i'm a i'm a human and i thought i had like i i thought i had like a certain amount of like rights to do that or like i had the i want the autonomy to go and reproduce and be happy there's no rights in the kingdom of bjork it's courtship it's courtship it's courtship oh we don't get to breathe Hmm. wait and i have to work on your land too (laughs) and we're back (laughs) (laughs) so you know matt you've addressed this a little bit but uh you know i have a question for you Um, all right you know this this utopia with its its bird sounds and its uh and its its vulvas um and its 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 vast sexual awakenings is this what online dating's like <laughs> it is i mean there is 
it's not not what online dating is like, but it's it, the experience of I. Yeah, I was actually I was I was expecting this right, like because I'm the I'm the almost forty year old, uh, you know, who is you know fairly recently single and has been out in the 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 dating market. And yeah, I mean, this I was thinking about it. Like I don't know how I would meet people other than. Uh, other than with like apps and stuff like that, I'm not in a bowling league, you know, I don't like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not in a band. I don't go to church. Right. Like what would, how am I, I'm not going to date the people I work with. That's, that's, uh, you know, not in this climate, but the, uh, you know, what do you do? You know, what do you do? And it's, I mean, the answer is like everybody, everybody is on, is on, uh, these apps, but like the, when people talk about like online dating and kind of use, use Tinder as a synecdoche for, the whole online dating universe, like they're talking about a couple of things, right? Like they're talking about the, the dynamic, the kind of go, no go mechanic of, um, swiping right and swiping left on people of kind of signaling. And, you know, I mean, if you kind of consider it, I think it was the Aziz Ansari book where he says, you know, this is not all that different from meeting people in, in real life. Like either both people kind of connect just at first glance or else they don't. Cause you need something to, to get you to having a, conversation right um it also though refers to like what i was trying to allude to a little bit in 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 the commercial before it went off the rails uh which was like uh which is this this instrumental view of people right like this this idea of um you know this idea of people as this this kind of resource right or this uh um just kind of endless stream that that you can you can sort of evaluate like a a, a consumer mentality uh and but and, and then like when once you actually meet in person, except insofar as the consumer mentality has kind of devalued the other person, has kind of depersonalized them in your mind. Once you meet in person, you're back to just regular old dating. But um, but yeah, but the the story. I mean, it's less the story of online dating and more the story of dating again after. Uh, after the end of a long relationship, right? Like, because long, yeah. long relationship is about, uh, sort of accommodation a little bit, or it's no, you know what? It's a, it's an experience that's about deepening, right? It's an experience that kind of go, that becomes more profound. This is the, and dating is an experience that's about broadening, right? Like it's about going horizontally out in a lot of, a lot of different directions. And it's about sort of discovery and, and, and finding out, but there definitely is like, you know, not to get to, not to get, uh, uh, to you know, to icky and gross, but there definitely is like as you sort of discover that you can um, date someone else, you can you know uh, there's like a sort of physical thing that that kind of reawakens with other people and stuff like that. And as you realize that that's possible, there is this kind of renaissance that happens that can happen uh, within you, and that's kind of where that's where this album. Uh, lives to me. There's also like occasional backsliding into the the sort of pain of loss, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, and, and that, sue me also, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, loss for what it's worth. Loss was the one where I lost it and had to had to like take a uh, take a little bit of a break and have a breather for myself because like it was very. Um, 
the the like the relentlessness of that track and the kind of like the 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 um the the wall of sound was like an oppressive wall of sound for for a few minutes there and uh and and that was the one so yeah i mean not you know not to uh i guess it wasn't really a trolley question and i i hope this wasn't a trolley answer but it's not it is it's really about the emotional story of of reawakening and and rena- renaissance rebirth right like that that it happens i mean it is there's a few reactions to that. I mean, one is that thinking about this as a Renaissance album, um, it also like in some ways the Renaissance, uh, and I don't know quite very much about Renaissance music and it's kind of an art form that's kind of, um, not as much kind of studied at that time, but I, you know, I, I generally think about like woodwinds as an instrument of kind of early, you know, early modern Europe, kind of mid- late medieval Renaissance. Interesting. Music. Yeah. Right. So that there is a kind of renaissanciness um, that, that, that adds to uh, that, that, that there is something about the flute and the woodwind as the the instrument of rebirth of, of renaissance. Um, and so that was that's one point And we can kind of um, dive into that. But I think the other piece is that I think and it's there's something very interesting. I'm still um, trying to unpack all of what's going on structurally in the album, because you're right that there is this kind of. Volnacura reprise kind of around um, specifically loss and Sumi. Um, but, and I think what's interesting is that that comes right after um, features creatures and courtship, which I think are the two most, um, most tindery songs and the most kind of online dating songs on the album. Um, and, and that while the album as a whole, I think is about this kind of the broader kind of reawakening, um, and kind of discovery of these elements that you were talking about. Um, I think that, um, as much as there is an idea of there being kind of a Tinder album here or kind of this reawakening is happening in this age of, um, the kind of kind of um, commodification or kind of um, instrumental use of people that is, that is kind of associated with um, online dating and kind of swipe based dating, right? On courtship, right? She says he turned me down. I, I then downturned another, who then downturned her her the paralyzing juice of rejection his veins full of lead he's left with loving what he lost um, more than what he has um right and then um and and then later on she goes my stakes my snakeskin cold in the dark but warms up in the light i then upturned a green-eyed giant who upturned and entered me uh will we stop seeing what unites us uh, but only what differs right um and uh and and so i think that this idea and and then in features creatures it's um about kind of thinking about the disaggregated person right and and she says um you know when i spot someone who is the same height as you um and goes to the same record stores i literally think i am five minutes away from love right (laughs) and so this idea right that um and 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 you you i think especially in this idea of i i kind of see that especially the, the 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 features creatures as thinking about kind of this type of 
um, of dating. Um, and and I, I think it's not necessarily entirely mediated by technology and platforms, um, but it's accelerated by that of, you know, thinking about like, like shopping for a technology piece of technology that has various specs. Right. And you can kind of like, you know, I'm almost thinking of um, like sorting on filters for various specs. Right. Uh, and, and that that is like somehow getting the thing close to what uh, it is. And, and I, I, I love this idea of that. It's things that are kind of approximating someone that was loved before. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and right. She later on says, um, isn't it odd? Isn't it peculiar? These statistics of my mind, shuffling your features, assembling a man, Googling love, um, warming my, my heart on this log fire of love. Um, and it, and it's interesting because, it's it, it both on the one hand is kind of about this kind of this idea of of you you know very little about the um a, a prospective person early on um other than um than these kind of observable features and then you actually impute a lot based on what you're bringing in from prior experiences right and you actually read you read into the features um and so i and i think it's just it's striking that these two albums are kind of pretty close to the right at the center of the album right uh, features creatures and courtship are six and seven out of 14 tracks um and then come right before the kind of backsliding into despair of loss um and sumi and then kind of tabula rasa very literally wipes the the slate clean uh for the back like third of the album or so so i don't know i think that there is i think that there is a, a little bit of kind of literal engagement with kind of the online dating piece but it's uh, but that that's not so the album is about that but it's about many other things um you know in it that's just one of the possible kind of concentric circles of like the things that this album is about yeah it's interesting too because i think there's um there's this element of um like kind of being both like acknowledging that one kind of carries like a I think luggage is what Bjork calls yeah, it. Yeah, she does call uh, it luggage. You know, <laughs> one carries a, a certain amount of luggage, but then also, um, you know, kind of having to, like, kind of, you know, what you do with that luggage and, like, will it sort of, like, what will kind of define you or what will be the relevant thing moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. Is, um, you know, you'll, you'll, the, the bad things you'll get rid of and the, the things you can learn from and use and that are useful, like we'll move on with you. What is interesting, right? That even says right on tabula rasa, which is the one where she says, you know, um, I hope to give you the least amount of luggage, right? Kind of about, I think about like her children, right? I'm mm-hmm. kind of passing down um, the kind of, um, the, you know, elements of of her relationship, right? That mm-hmm. that, that caused so much of the hurt described in Volnakira, um, where she says, you know, we are all swollen from hiding his affairs. Let's put it all on the table. Let it all out. It is time. He mustn't steal our light and so like right like in or like you do like actually you know even if you um have the luggage you can open up the luggage and air it out right and, right. and you can't necessarily empty it or um or leave it behind but you can kind of acknowledge it and unpack it um and then even it, it then in repacking it you can repack with other things or or lighten the load in some way or another yeah no and i i, I 
it kind of makes me also think about like kind of the flutes too and like the presence of the flutes um in the sense of like you know i, I guess it like it didn't it this didn't occur to me uh, but that like flutes flutes don't have like these parts in them right to make the sound you're like the air is like blowing over the little hole to right. make the sound right and in some ways i feel like that's kind of i don't know like kind of related to the sort of like experience described here too there's like a certain amount of like it's like the world the, the world and these experiences are, are moving through the flute uh but like you know the, what kind of like the flute makes of it is like uh important or like will you know you don't want a, a harsh flute note i guess i you know there's but i think there's something kind of there about like the the like the album itself and like the experience describes is evoking to me also like the fl- like what it is to like play a flute right yeah and like the the like the actual like the air moving over the little hole of the flute, uh, and sort of what that creates, um, and like kind of as a person like moving through the world or like the world moving through that person at the same time. Huh. Uh. And it is interesting, right? And th- that also connects, I think, to um, like bird song as well, right? And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I literally kind of am getting into this because I, I, I started to type the um, do birds, right? It just, uh, so I, 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 you know, what I started to type was do birds um, have vocal cords and it did mm-hmm. autocomplete that along with like do birds pee. And <laughs> like- wait, 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 quick, real quick. Do birds pee? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I went for the one I was looking for. The, the third one is do bird ska. Like <laughs> do bird ska. <laughs> I'm a skinking chicken. Uh, is bird yeah? Um, is bird ska dead? Uh, <laughs> well, that, I mean, yeah, this is this is sort of an interesting. I mean, this is sort of an interesting thing, right? Like, you can kind of imagine in because it's a it's a pattern in life, like the the emotional story that that you guys are telling in the sequencing of the album, with like sort of initial excitement giving way to a kind of disgust, giving way to to uh, a very deeply felt sense of of loss, giving way to a uh, like a deeper maybe self examination. Um, you know, of the, some of the stuff that was, that was being acted out in the, in the earlier, more ecstatic phase that like, um, you know, that it, that it makes sense. I mean, there really is a, a, uh, there, there is a kind of logic to, there is like an emotional logic to the sequencing of this record and it does kind of build, right? It does like, it does sort of build and like a little bit, it may be, it may be a feature, not a bug. Like we were joking before we started recording this, like, oh yeah, I really liked that song. It was the one with the, the, the flutes and bird song and Bjork singing arrhythmically without reference to the, you know, to the beats and, um, they're, they're all that, but, uh, that may be, that may be what was intended. I mean, if you think of it as kind of one, if you think of it as kind of one long piece, like if I, if I was going to ask a trolley question, I would have asked the the question, what genre is this album? Hmm. And it's, you know, because it's not like, where's the pop? If it's a pop record, it's not a, uh, you don't associate it with a lot of pop stuff. I mean, it sounds more like art music. Like this might be, this might be like the much, the artiest end of the continuum of chamber pop uh, was the kind of the closest I could come to. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it is or it is. I mean, it is kind of a a um, song cycle as well, right? I mean, it's an interesting question, right? Is this more like the Dirty Projectors or is this more like more like Dichterliebe, right? Like, yeah. Um, and it's because it's right. It's 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 right at that kind of narrowing space between the two. Because um, I know Rachel, you definitely a lot kind of thought that this was very. You you said several times that this is very like long strathy, and I think. You meant that uh, in terms of the the this kind of engagement with composition and voice, and not that it was insufferable and self indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, there were parts that reminded me of like the old dirty projectors work. Yeah, um, you know, but I would say yeah, but like this is way less poppy than the old dirty projectors yeah. work. I think the old dirty projectors work was still kind of, I don't know, like into. Like kind of like like song structures more like kind of more yeah typical song structures whereas I think this this doesn't really have typical song structures and I do think I do think there's a way in which like the songs sort of like blend into one another yeah. um, and like yeah you could sort of read like read it more as like one long piece rather than like oh, this separates, or like, oh, this is that jam. Like, I I don't think I would sit here and be like, well, I'm going to skip the song five, you know, because like, that's, that's my jam. That's my bird jam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely like to be listened uh, as a whole. Um, you know, and I, you know, I think to me, like, to me it sounded like a, like a soundtrack for like a kind of like, I don't know, scary, like kind of, fake Terrence Malick tree of life movie, <laughs> like, you know, where, where you would hear something and then there'd be like this, like flash cut to like some horrible traumatic thing that had happened to the narrator. And then like, you know, you're back onto like the present, uh, you know, and, and there'd be a lot of, um, I think, it, it, you know, there would be a lot of like a uh, lack of there'd be like moments where like the film would have no sound. Right. You would just sort of see like something happening <laughs> uh, and then you'd have the soundtrack. Right. With this of the of the kind of like a, the the core, like the kind of just aimless choral um, kind of the, you know, flute bird music intercut with like really like intense, harsh beats. I mean, it, uh- Again, do you know what you're describing is Matthew Barney's movies? <laughs> um, and, and so that it's kind of interesting is that that even um, and it is interesting that there you know in some interviews that I read with Arca uh, and with Bjork that um, they they said that some of what they were going for in terms of the, um, the especially the kind of compositional elements and instrumental elements of this were drawn on some of what Bjork had done in her soundtrack for Matthew Barney's film Drawing Restraint Nine that she also appeared in um, when they were that when they were together and so that there is this sense of kind of and and just gets back to our kind of the idea of the the luggage that is carried with you is mm-hmm. and that luggage is artistic as well as um as personal right because mm-hmm. they were um close collaborators for a time and and, the, and there was a sense that there was this um you know well, there was a deep kind of interchange of ideas and and connection there, and so it's interesting that even without you know and you know in, in Volnakura there was I think a lot of discussion you know as we listen to this of kind of grappling with kind of you know um, uh, Matthew Barney and kind of thinking about the relationship and it, it didn't come up here, but then in describing the kind of filmicness that this was evoking um, is is um, 
you know, definitely, absolutely kind of interlinks with, um, uh, with the career master movies and, and, and Matthew Browning's other films, which are kind of non-narrative, but are, are, are these have mo- movements and feelings and, and lots of kind of very, uh, striking either set pieces or kind of, um, you know, formal, um, experimentations. Right. And so that, that I think it's, it's striking, um, that there is that, that resonance, um, even if it's not deliberate, right. That there's something about at the, at the macro, level of the work um, and, and how it's working about what it's kind of evoking and how it's connecting to other kinds of media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I was just going to say it's it, odd. It, I mean, it's just like a very small little thing. It, it kind of, it's like, this would be like the scary version of like the guy who does big little lies. And then um, the Cheryl Strayed adaptation oh, yeah. that like Reese Witherspoon likes to tap. I forget this guy's name, but to me it's like that person's work tends to be very kind of this like fakey Terrence Malick stuff. And it's, and it's very much like this, uh, yeah. Jean-Marc Vallée. Yes. It like kind of cuts in with these like bizarre, like these kind of surreal flashbacks and, you know, it's this, um, it, you know, it, it kind of like, it, I think it also reminds me of that. Except generally, I think with the Reese Witherspoon projects, for some reason, they tend to have like a very different soundtrack than this. <laughs> yeah, it's all, um, it's all like Leon Bridges, right? Yeah. <laughs> Leon Bridges. It's all like or... precocious, like, like six year olds who like listen to like, you know, uh, old, old man soul rock. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, you know, so in that sense, like, I, I think somehow there it's like some of the I well, anyway, I won't get into like not liking the soundtracks of, of this guy's work, because I do. I do generally think like the soundtracks almost make the work like like maybe worse than it, it is on its own visually. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Sorry. <laughs> We'll put some uh, YouTube links in the comments or something <laughs> so that everyone can judge for themselves. I mean, the, the, yeah, it's this issue of like, what is the vision and what are the kind of the similarities and like, what is that? Uh, I, I think is an interesting one in terms of like artistic influence and in terms of sort of agency. And, and it's not even structure versus agency. It's sort of agency versus history, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Because the people, the people, you you know, make you who you are. And even when you've sort of rejected a particular relationship, because uh, apparently like, is this like, is this the, is this the, the page six details here that, that Matthew Barney was running around on her. And that's like the affairs of the father are what, what we have to, to get the children away from. And that's the tabula rasa, right? Like, um, you it know, seems like, it, yeah, yeah, even, I mean, even, it's, it's, it's affairs is one of these words that is like kind of has, it has a few different meanings, but like you know, in the in the context, it's not good. You know, yeah. right? Sure, like, fair enough. You know? Right, like there's so in I mean in Utopia, right? Like it's uh, the 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 thing I want to connect this to is to the title track, the title track of the album, which is sort of striking. Like even after even after a pretty uh, pretty remarkable beginning, when you get to Utopia and it's this like chamber flute piece, this like flute choir, mm-hmm. like woodwind choir, uh, you know, a piece of chamber music for a le- for 
a few minutes, right? Uh, uh-huh. At the beginning, before the before the lyrics or anything even re- recognizably poppy uh, comes in, I sort of started to think of this as like the theme to Utopia, right? The like the theme mm-hmm. to the 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 like the music, the kind of like theme music of this uh, of this state, but the. Um, the lyrics of this song uh, contain over and over and over and over and over the word purify, right? Mm. Uh, and sort of refer to in in Utopia, like purifying out the um, huge toxic tumor bulging underneath mm. the ground here, right? And that like purify, 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 purify toxicity, right? That, that, that utopia is kind of a function of, of purification, right? Like of, of making it, uh, and like purif- purifying being like making, make this more holy what it is, right? Remove the, remove the adulteration, not just, not just the kind of the, the, the very, virulent forces not just the kind of the tumor bulging underneath the ground but like the idea of of purity of like being wholly one thing you know is an interesting is an interesting thing to me in light of the conversation that we're having about uh you know bjork's uh, artistic mm-hmm. vision and bjork's agency and like to what extent is this sort of purified mm-hmm. bjork bjorkian uh bjorkian vision i, I mean and especially it's 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 complicated by the fact that she has a, a strong repeat collaborator in Arca, right? As a as a writer on many of the songs and a producer on all of them, um, who's doing the uh, who's who's kind of helping design this sonic utopia uh, that that she's inhabiting here. Well, I think it's it's really interesting because it's that, and I think that that purification is. You know, and in how they kind of write about this, and, and even how the album sounds is, you know, they both kind of mention, and I think Bjork mentions that there is this. I, I think she describes it as being the the collaboration as being kind of egoless, right? Um, and and I think this is different, right? Arca for Valdakira joined after a lot of the songs and the strings arrangements were written and I think recorded, right? So he, he came out much um, later, and um, in here it was kind of conceived and, and co-created a lot more but is is definitely in the in a way of you know that it's it's kind of as much as like the songs in the album that are about kind of love and and reawakening of kind of um a, a sexual self are kind of reimagining a new way of of interacting and and a new specific set of relationships there is also a sense that there that kind of purification is extending to um creative relationships as well right and that, that there is a re- imagining of this right so it's it's it is you know removing a toxicity right um and of, of another kind of of toxicity um and 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 it is interesting to think about that this and, and returning to kind of the title of the song and the title of the album of what kind of a utopia this is right and it is a it's definitely a kind of primitivist utopia right it's not a because I, I, I you sometimes think of future utopias yeah right um and and where it is the the thing that is perfected is um is through progress right and through an apex of progress um and this is definitely the opposite right where that is returning to a 
very kind of state of nature, right? Um, and and what is being um, and and so that and that state of nature is a is a state of goodness, right? Even as they're kind of in that first verse of bird species never seen or heard before, um, the first flute carved from the first fauna. And again, those are the I mean, it's 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 birds and flutes, right? Um, and it's uh, and and uh, and it's right there. And I feel like there, it's like turning back the clock to rediscover things that were lost. But in in that is um, where there is that kind of perfectibility, right? Um, and and so I, I think there's something very interesting in this reawakening of some kind of original utopia, right? Or a utopia that was that was lost, once known or knowable, um, but is now gone um, and kind of um, and polluted. Yeah, I mean, purify versus perfect is an interesting, yeah. right, is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. If you think of perfectibility as being the kind of the liberal v- v- vision of people being able to kind of get better and kind of overcome their base natures and things like yeah. this. And, and purification being like going back to... Se- going back to something or kind of like burning away the parts rather than refining them, just kind of excising them uh, the way you would excise the tumor bulging underneath the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very, it's very interesting. There are definitely different modes of, um, of, of utopia. I mean, so is Bjork's utopia a utopia? I mean, (laughs) is this utopia? (laughs) That's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. It is it is not. It doesn't seem like a society, right? Like it seems like yeah. a sort of uh, a, a, there. There may be like a natural. It seems like a more natural organization um, or a more kind of like Edenic thing. Um, yeah. But not a uh, not a not a thing where you know uh, people live together in you know governed by laws and traditions and and uh, things like that. I mean that there is it, you're you're absolutely right, and in, in that there is like actually a kind of like solitude, right? That yeah. that there is, and it, it's it's weirdly, I mean, in an extreme. It, it, it's it's and thinking about it as as Edenic and about a kind of Garden of Eden is really interesting because even though there are men who arrive right and the, the men are assembled through component parts right that it's it's reimagining the creation myth with um with with and and starting from the woman right mm-hmm. um, right because the the man is what's assembled from the parts rather rather than the woman being assembled from the man's rib right right um and and so it's it's kind Kind of recreating it's it and and in that way right if if the kind of it, sequence is um is different then it i think it also imagines that that it, it is path dependent right and by reimagining a different kind of creation um myth um and, and creation and, and kind of founding structure that then that creates a different kind of of world um that is and it's hard to know whether the the overall trajectory is one that is less kind of of a society or you have to go back to that pre-social ground zero to then create a new kind of society. Um, Because it does also contemplate kind of a 
passing uh, this uh, issues of lineage, right? And on, um, you know, on, uh, and it's, I think it comes in, especially in tabula rasa, right? Is again about what is being, um, passed down, um, from generation to generation. Um, and I, I think that, you know, as, as a related kind of piece of this and kind of thinking about the building of utopia, I, I think that this album is very interesting in light of our kind of ongoing series of eco-feminist albums that we've, um, discussed um and in that i think that this including kind of, uh including miley cyrus and taylor <laughs> swift and yeah exactly yes and and kesha um and yes we are we are we are now all eco-feminists um and um no but i mean i think specifically native invader and hopelessness right which are kind of the 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 big pillars and i i think that what's interesting is there right is that it is thinking about kind of a a feminist political project as a kind of way of kind of thinking about broader relationships but of of you know um economic social power and and as they relate to the earth and resources but here i think it's like it's it kind of inverts that and takes a certain engagement with nature and naturalism as a way to kind of um, engage with the self and interpersonal relationship. Right? I, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like tree bathing the album or something. Right. Uh, you've heard about tree no, bathing. No, no, So this is like, this is the term for like the, the apparent, like, like the new wellness trend. Wait, no, tell me about tree, it's, bathing. It's like tree bathing or forest bathing. It kind of goes by several names. I think I've heard, I've heard it cited as being like, a something like kind of coming from Japan or like, I don't know, it has like a lot of different like cited origins, but basically the idea is that like, it is good to be in nature. Like it is meta is like, it is like, it's like going out into like a wooded or natural area as part of like a self care regime. Now, do you bathe with the tree? Do you bathe the tree? Uh, does the tree bathe you? <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, it's like, it's definitely like a man, like, like, it's like, oh. a figurative, it's definitely a figurative bathe. Well, I'm It's so, not like I you see. fill a bathtub with tree. It's not like an Epsom salt bath, but with trees. I, I see. I see. So the, the, uh, it's more of, I, I would say that it should be called forest bathing, right? It, yeah, it is. I would say forest bathing. It like, it gets called forest bathing. So it, what's um, the difference between forest bathing and like taking a walk <laughs> well because a walk may not be surrounded by trees no, it's taking a walk I think you have forest. to be like surrounded by trees <laughs> a walk is a lot harder to instagram and hashtag that's true yeah so but so I mean, what the i, I mean a by a tree is different from being like surrounded by trees i mean if this may- is if this is supposed to kind of heal you in a lot of ways including erotically and supposed to be this sort of sensory experience that's sort of overwhelming would you say that it's a treesome. <laughs> oh. OM tree. OM tree, <laughs> OM tree Matt. <laughs> well, I think we've uh I think we've uh, exited the forest. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think that that is I think our beautiful as much as we try to purify uh the uh the, the our 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 huge to- uh, toxic tumor bulges forth. <laughs> <laughs> um no, and um but there is I, you know I think that, that that sense of playfulness is here as well, right? And and I think that you're right, as for as emotional and as serious and as considered as this album is, there is also the the elements of, of playfulness are there, just you know, down to Bjork describing it as her Tinder album, or the ways, right? 
you know, because her her kind of mode of singing is very constant throughout. But much of what she says is um, is very heavily in contrast to the way in which she sings it. Right? She says very everyday kinds of things. Right? Again, the uh, one that uh, is very memorable is the you know googling love. Oh yeah, um, I loved in uh, in Arisen My Senses like w w w. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's and I mean, right? You could Bjork could read her grocery shopping list, uh, and it would be it would be transporting, right? Like um, because it's it's about you know, but but here it is, and so it is so interesting because on the one hand, many of the ideas are very heavy and 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 are very kind of uh you know far reaching um but at the same time that there is also you know bjork is still living her life right um and and no, bjork, bjork got a bjork you know bjork, bjork's got a bjork and she's bjorkin she's bjorkin a bjorkful um and 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 that i think is also there's something and she recognizes the humor in that right that it, it it's hard to kind of date right and even in in um I think body memory, right? She even talks about kind of dancing in a club in Brooklyn. And I think the idea that Bjork just, you know, uh, you know, what if Bjork was one of us, right? Um, and, you know, Bjork is is dancing and Bjork is dating um, and, and Bjork is is learning to love again. And, th- and, and I think that 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 is is, you know, not that Bjork is godlike, but, but because Bjork is. You know, we talked about this very early on. Um, has had such a long career and such a, you know, is 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 iconic, right? And is is known for these these grand kind of statements and and you know in in fashion and art and music um, that uh, you kind of forget. Um, that she's also a person, right? Uh, who has kind of human needs, and so kind of, and and you know, Volnakira opened that up. Yeah, you better um, you better show her some emotional respect. <laughs> um, yeah, right. But but I feel like this then pays that off because be, because it is these these kind of the 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 those kind of sweeping gestures are still there, right? And you have the reprise of um of of the needs from Volnakira, but with they they're you know that she's you know that she's doing better because it's interspersed with a number of other kind of explorations um and moves and and i think that that and again so as a check-in with bjork um is is i think very interesting because it's um and and she said that she you know maybe that there is, is potentially a longer kind of hiatus or break after this and, and this is about two and a half almost three albums after Volnakira, but she there's a sense that she wanted to let us know that she's that she's bjorking along just fine right um everything's bjorking out uh, for for her um and so it is and i think it's it's great to hear that check-in and again this has been this kind of for the last uh you know few days since it's been out um this very kind of interesting and compelling and challenging um album and i think one that we'll kind of continue to talk about and and return to just as volnakira was i mean i think the Bjork has her place on the TFT Mount Rushmore. We've only done two two Bjork albums, but uh, is up there with kind of these major some oh, of sure. major figures, right? 
um, who, who is who's kind of a pillar for what we do. And and it's just I, I have this utmost kind of respect and admiration um, and enjoyment um, for for what she does. And, and it kind of and again makes me want to revisit the the wealth of um, other albums, whether there are nine or ten or countless, um, because Bjork contains multitudes. Um, so uh, so we will be we'll be back next week. We have um, you know there's about a month more left in um, 2017. So we'll um, you know there probably aren't that many new releases coming out. So we may hit some of the other two seven, 2017 um, releases uh, that we that we missed while we were in our historical stretches. And then you know that. Um, uh, uh, the uh, before too long, it'll be time for our most treasured tradition, in which we ruin Christmas. Um, and I think that there are some, there are some very, very Christmas ruining albums out oh, there. Oh, strong, year. strong contenders in twenty seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, right? We're a, we're a, we're a shitty Christmas album podcast that then just f- finds something else to do for the other fifty weeks of the year. Right? Like, uh, but we we live for this, so we'll, we we certainly have all of that um come coming uh coming down the pike so um stay tuned and uh and we'll be here with you um whether you are a flute or a bird or a bird playing a flute um just know that we will keep it real carrots (laughs) beans the creatures of the ocean to fry in panko. <laughs> <laughs>